say something to the effect of like uh i feel like the last time i got a little too drunk near the end oh, like uh-huh. during during tumta that i point, didn't though Megan. i know that is the <laughs> point um that i like didn't really round out my point and i think like i like short-handed women and how like amazing women are because i was talking about like vanity and like weight and how like that's an insecurity and a struggle but also at the Mm -hmm. same time women are fucking amazing and they like women are the best humans Yeah. yeah they birth humans and they go through their periods and they house the wildest organs and like Thinking about that makes me feel less insecure about like vanity mm. and like th- you know thinking mm. about vanity and vanity's sake. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like I just needed to come on here and and think about that and say power to the woman and release some of that insecurity and women. Cheers to women. We women are begin. the best. Cheers. 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 Cheers to women. Yum. <laughs> good mm. speaking of the wine wow. megan do you yeah. want to tell us a bit about the wine we're drinking Ooh, yes okay so today we are all drinking scotty boy guess who's coming to dinner so the reason we've all got this scotty boy who's coming to dinner wine is because this episode is sponsored by glue glue gloss thank you miss glue glue yes glue gloss aka megan she is sponsoring this episode by providing us all with wine she literally um had the wine ordered at um wine what is it called again therapy wine therapy wine therapy oh speaking of therapy yeah, yeah wine therapy oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so she um, put in an order at wine therapy which is a natural wine shop um in like lower manhattan um so she put in order for two bottles for me and christine um and then she had one you know back at her place in seattle so we are all drinking this wine today it's so delicious yeah it's so good it's um we get notes of grapefruit and, and I'm starting cherry. to also get some cherry now too, but kind of like artificial cherry, but in a good way. So, you know what I just realized is I think we might have a different year. So you guys, do you guys have 2021 or 2020? 2020. I have, okay. yeah, 2020. So I have 2021. So I think there's a, oh, there's that's more, why start. maybe, yeah. Oh my I think God, we're more. drinking pandemic wines. Oh, we are. You are right. Wow. There's more, I think, Grenache Noir in this. So this is a Grenache blend. Um, it has Grenache Noir and Grenache Blanc. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, I don't know that much about wine. It's unsolicited oh God, and so unqualified much. advice. You know okay. I know. I know enough. I know enough to drink a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's so juicy and fun and like slightly effervescent because um, this wine, they do something called carbonic um, ferment, carbonic maceration. And, you know, usually like when you think of winemaking, you take a bunch of the grapes and then you like step on the grapes and you crush them and then you bottle it, right? Or you you ferment it somewhere and then you bottle it. Well, this is you take the whole clusters of grape and you basically place it and in each grape, it starts to ferment and like oh. the heaviness of the fermentation kind of comes down basically by the weight of its own juices and fermentation. Ooh, that's um, cool. And so, yeah, that's why it's so juicy and lovely and the color is so amazing. Ooh. They have a few different um, few different bottles and I've probably tried most of them and they're all really good. So if anyone is looking for a juicy, fun, fresh wine, Scotty Boy. Uh, the label of the wine bottle is this guy in a red shirt that says Berkeley on it with a very hairy mask and a lady sitting on his lap in a white one-strap dress. 
So look out for that. And I'm sure Megan will have some beautiful photos of it on her Instagram. So yeah, that I will do. And then we also wanted to pair this wine with a snack. I have a food blog um, that goes by Dear Saturdays. And I recommended that we have Chipo today. And Chipo is a um, dried file fish from Korea. It's fishy and it's sweet. It's dried. It's chewy. There's a lot of different textures to it. And the way that I recommended to prepare this chipo is to um, pan, uh, pan fry it in butter and then cut it up and then dip it into a sriracha mayo. And this has been my like go-to kind of anju snack while I'm drinking. So all of us here today are having a little bit of chipo and a little saucy dip alongside the chipo. So our um, drink okay. is sponsored by Glue Glue Gloss, and our snack is sponsored by Dear Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> now I think we can get the episode start. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can also air fry it, which is also another game changer. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if everyone has an air fryer, but I know everyone has, most of everyone has a flame in a pan. So, mm-hmm. And also, I am vlogging this week, speaking of content. So mm-hmm. I'm vlogging. I've got my camera set up on the side just to capture some like B-roll. Um, but yeah, so go check out my YouTube channel too for more, more content. All the content. All the content. The best All right. content. Okay, I guess on that note, just a reminder of our structure. Uh, samcha means third round or round three. So our conversation is going to have three rounds. We're going to continue drinking our wine and eating our chipo throughout each round. Um, and as we mentioned, today's topic is content fairies because we all create content online other than this podcast. Let's head into Ircha round one. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, guys. How did you get into creating this type of content? Because all of us have different niches. There's very little overlap. Christina, do you want to go first? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I have a YouTube channel. Right now, I post videos about consulting because I'm a consultant as my day job um, and career advice, but I also post lifestyle and travel videos. Basically, I just post like whatever I want, Um, but I started my channel, uh, really started regularly posting back in 2016 when I uh, was in grad school in London and I was filming week in my life vlogs while I was in London. Um, And I really just wanted to document my time there. And I was just sending those video links to like, I had a whole list of emails and I just like BCC'd and sent them to my friends and family. Um, So that's how I got started. So I've been posting regularly for like six years now. I miss those London vlogs. I know, me too. I sometimes watch your like early day videos and I'm like drooling all the time because I felt that you were like exploring like so many different types of foods. Like the vintage ones, the vintage videos. The original like chili, you like cutting up the chili video, the ingredients to chili. chili. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were in like your dorm, I think. Mm -hmm. And then the dorm kitchen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, I remember that. How about you, Megan? We all know that you love wine, but what inspired you to create this channel where you share your love of wine and good food? So yeah, I just started um, exactly because of that, because I drink a lot of wine and I like a lot of wine. Um, I just felt like you know, I just want to post about it. Um, And it kind of started out like literally just as simple as that. Um, And then kind of when I was doing a little bit of research into um, different wine content and especially like in the natural wine space, um, I felt like there wasn't a lot of like really approachable pages or like content creators like it was still really um it was still really scary because I think wine when when someone says like oh they're into wine it like feels very fancy and it feels um really like stuffy and it can be because there's like you know there's a whole world um out there of of like fine wines and things like that um but I think when it comes to natural wine it's like 
supposed to be really approachable and really easy. And I didn't really see a lot of that. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think if I came from a place of like unsolicited, unqualified, I think Christina first like said those words to me. Um, I think I, I was, forget, like when I was first starting. Yeah, I think we were also inspired, or I was inspired by Anna Ferris's podcast, which mm -hmm. is called Anna Ferris is Unqualified. Um, so yes. I think it was like half from there, and then like the unsolicited just like goes with the unqualified, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you look at my, if you look at my like Instagram page or um, Glue Glue Glosses Instagram page, um, you'll see that like that's the first thing I write, um, and so like. Yes, I am unqualified. I am. This is unsolicited advice. Um, but it's I drink enough of it um, where I feel like if you were looking for something um, or if you like maybe saw a bottle um, that you were scared to pick up, but like I featured it or something like that, like it could make it a little bit more approachable from someone who doesn't have a certificate or is not, a, you know, a SOM or anything like that. So, yeah, I think it just started with me drinking a lot of wine and liking <laughs> wine so I felt the need to create some content around it and it's so aesthetic I think <laughs> Megan is like the purveyor of like fine aesthetics and wine and food so she'll like go on these adventures where she'll like forage for mushrooms with her partner and they'll cook it so aesthetically in nature or like back at home so if you're in the mood for like calming, therapeutic, aesthetic, like fine, natural wine vibes, like you need to check out Megan's channel. <laughs> Aww, coming from, that's my coming take from on it. Christine, that's, that's amazing. I that's know, amazing. right? Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, speaking talking about aesthetic. Yeah. Speaking of food and speaking of aesthetic, uh, Christine, tell us a little bit about your content. Okay, I can talk about my content. Um, I started my blog in 2017 when blogs were still like a thing. And I remember like coming fresh out of a breakup and I needed to like channel my time and energy into um, something like a creative endeavor. I wanted to use my hands, get my mind off of what was going on um, in my day to day. And so one thing that I found a lot of comfort in is food and cooking and um, using my creativity. So that's kind of like the genesis of Dear Saturdays. And uh, now it's kind of transpired into a lot of other things where I just do creative projects and it's mostly centered around food, but there's also lifestyle and home decor and um, just like fun things in like my day-to-day -day life just to kind of keep the people who have engaged and um, kind of been along for the ride, um, giving them like insights and um, a glimpse into like my day-to-day -day life. When you're hungry, do not go to dearsaturdays.com. <laughs> do not come to dearsaturdays. Do not, <laughs> do not if you're hungry. Um, Unless you've got a fully stocked you. kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. You have been warned. <laughs> so... I thought it would be fun to do some trivia. I We kind of talked about this in the last episode about how I'm like the historian of the friend group. So mm -hmm. I was just like, what's something fun that we could do like related to our content? And I started thinking about like random trivia about each of our, um, you know, our pages, channels, whatever. I also did not like fully fact check all of these. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, so question number one, what was Christine's food blog before it was called Dear Saturdays. What is the Christine Hahn blog? <laughs> I'm sorry, that is not the right answer. Christine, what is the answer? Bowie, uh, maybe you have a different answer in mind, but it first started as an account called Fayalamon, which is like made with the hands, but I was listening to a sermon and it was about the significance of Saturday. And I felt like I was in the Saturday of my life. And uh, that's why I called it Dear Saturdays now. And I think it's very fitting and appropriate because I'm in the Saturdays of life, I guess, like generally. So fail them on, that's Dear Saturdays. 
<laughs> Yay! All right, I'll do the second question. When did Christina post her first YouTube video and what was it? Megan, do you know? <laughs> well, you said six years ago in your intro. So is it that? But then I feel like you have some older ones when you look like a little baby. Mm -hmm. I still look like a baby. <laughs> Was it I like think a Korea? Might... Was it is your it Korea, Korea trip? What is that what you were going to say, Christine? So I think it was like the summer after we graduated college, you went to Korea or like very soon after we graduated, we went to Korea, you went to Korea and there was a lot of really good food content around. Um, I remember you ate like kargukusu. Yes. And that's like what I remember as like vintage K-choy um, yeah. on YouTube. But I might be wrong, but that's like what I remember as like as far back as my memory goes with uh, your YouTube channel. Okay. So technically, I posted my very first video in 2006. It was a video of the Side Street Strutters, which is like oh. a jazz band at Disneyland. And so it was just like a little video clip of them. That doesn't so count. Well, so, so that's <laughs> technically the first video I posted. However, I think that's private now on my channel, possibly. Mm -hmm. The first public video on my channel is from 2012. It's like a compilation video from when I studied abroad um, in undergrad. So Arr. that's the first of that. Like, that's public. Um, in terms of the Korea vlogs, those, you were close, Christine. It was winter. So it was January 2013 because I graduated a semester early. And so I, like, extended my winter break. And I spent a little bit more time in Korea uh, before I went back to Berkeley and like I still spent the second semester at Berkeley um, and I just worked on campus mm. you know there's like a, there's like multiple layers there <laughs> do you still have your covers up though because Christina is also a really good singer uh and she used to post <laughs> like covers one, I think. of songs I do have with, some with like a yeah. ukulele or a guitar I do yeah have some. if you go digging you'll find it go find some Ooh. vintage cake boy <laughs> yep. all right Megan why don't you ask the next question Oh, okay. So the next question is, what does glue glue mean? I think you oh. told me this before, but okay, but it might also be very funny if I'm wrong. Uh, I think glue glue is like the sound that comes out of the bottle when it's being poured. And it's like glue, 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 glue. Or Christina, yeah. do you want to? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say yeah. too. Expand? Yeah. Okay. So it's both, I think they say it's both like the, the bottleneck, right? Of like the liquid exiting the bottleneck really quickly and making the sound. And then it's also like what, what I think us in America, we say gulp. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like the French, the French's version of gulp. And it usually is used for when, you know, a, a glass of wine or a bottle of wine is really like juicy and that that it's like so juicy that it's just like gluggable like chuggable um a lot of people will use the term glue glue or glue to uh describe that i love it but what's a gloss is it like shiny gloss or is it like glossary it's like glossary okay <laughs> so her page her instagram glue is a glue glue glossary, glue glossary. What podcast featured Christine's chickpea pindatok recipe on Dear Saturdays? Megan has like a blank look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't the first time Dear Saturdays made its way onto the podcast world. It's featured on a podcast before this one. Or you can name Is the it? famous chef that's like connected to the podcast. Oh, I, I can do this. Think of like know. a famous Korean chef. Who would cook? Pindetok. David Chang. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wait, I knew this. I knew this. I knew this. I, I really think. knew this. It was just stored in like mm. the back the back corner mm. of your memory. Yeah. But the podcast is called really Recipe cool. Club, right? Yep. And I have a soy allergy and I made a recipe that doesn't use mung beans, which is like a little bit of like a brother cheese soybeans. And so I made this chickpea peanut duck recipe and recipe club is basically like you use one ingredient to make a recipe. And so they pick, there's three people on the podcast and they pick one recipe 
And David Chang chose my recipe for chickpea pindetak. And I screamed and I vomited and I uh, <laughs> threw up my lunch because I was then so shocked that this was like real. And David Chang, out of David Chang's mouth, came Dear Saturdays. And that was a really awesome highlight of of um, Dear Saturdays. So Did cool. he do a good job? Uh, I think so. But there was like a brownie recipe, I think, that like won the, mm. the episode. I also mistook like I didn't include green onions in like the actual recipe but I mentioned it so Mm -hmm. there was one where there's like one part of the episode where I was like oh damn it like they actually do really read super closely on the recipe that's on Um, me as your editor (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and Christina is also the editor Christina majored in English unofficial editor mine yeah so she every time I post a recipe or like a post because I enjoy writing, but then Christine is always the one that's like, you could have phrased it in this way, or um, this is an incomplete sentence. And I'm very grateful for Christina's um, support for Dear Saturdays. That's how she shows me love. But I missed the green onion part. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Next question. Christina and I had a blog in college. What was it called? Christina and I both know the name. Megan, do you know? This is a this is a really hard question. This is like Megan in the hot seat, like this whole <laughs> trivia thing. <laughs> Inadvertently, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize this was an attack. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay, it's gonna be Let's hard. See. I don't know if we've ever mentioned it to you. Okay, okay, okay. Two things come to mind. So the first thing is you guys said that there was something like scribbled on the wall and so like when you have to like poop or something (laughs) somebody says this word Mm -hmm. yeah okay so it's obviously not that okay (laughs) it's not code word for you have to poop Mm -mm. um and then the second thing is like christina well megan and christina have a name like that we made up for some reason and when you say it it's magina <laughs> that's our couple name magina name. is that it magina m-e-g-i-n-a magina yeah perfect so i'm thinking like is there a version of that we that have basically works? the same name though christine and i <laughs> You would not. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to tell what you the answer? Uh, yes, so please. our blog was called Fifth Element. Um, <laughs> and it was, you would have never we gotten never it. look it up. <laughs> the, the tag, did you actually have the link to it? I didn't know yeah, it still existed. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. So it was like our junior or senior year of it, college. Yeah. So Christina oh and I were God. roommates in college for everyone who doesn't know. And we wanted to create a blog where we wrote about uh, the things that we experienced, like eating, recipes, um, fashion, DIY, all that good stuff. And so we created this. We were like sitting in our room in like our twin beds facing each other. We're like, what should we call this? And I was, I don't know how we came to this, but I was like, fifth element, it's happiness. Yeah, because the fifth (laughs) element is happiness. apparently (laughs) and so uh please never look this up for anyone who's listening but there's just like (laughs) ootd christina would go on the roof of our apartment and take pictures and um we were doing a lot of like fun creative things and we wanted to document that so it's cute and this is like when i say christina's like 2016 videos are vintage this is like Vintage. This, is vintage. this is I'm seeing Chugi. a fashion. I'm seeing a fashion isn't black and white. Saturday, <laughs> August 25th, <Yeah>. 2012. <laughs> yeah. And you can read more this and is you can gold. look at art. This is like Tumblr, like yeah. This is the Tumblr era, right? Yep. Yeah. Tumblr aesthetic. Okay, last question. What year? Did Megan start Glue Glue Gloss 
I don't even know the answer to that. Let me look it up. I know, like, the month, I think, and the year. Oh, my God. Oh, dang. I remember where I was. Was it a historian? I remember Mm -hmm. where I was when you told me about it. What? Maybe not. Maybe I'm conflating, like, two memories, but um, do you have a guess, Christine? Something tells me that it was, like, before the pandemic. When Mm. it was it, Christina? I think it was, like, um, like, July... 2020 or like june or it was like summer 2020 yeah damn not before the pandemic because i remember Um, we were at olivia's place um and i know that's where we like took some photos and that's where we started like the glue glue gloss aesthetic i remember this um i remember this and that was definitely during the pandemic because i was home in la um during the pandemic but i remember when you were like I started a wine Instagram. Like, I remember you saying that, but I don't remember if it was at, like, Olivia's place in her backyard or if it was, like, a different time. But I remember clearly you going, like, I started an Instagram. And it was, like, called Google <laughs> Gloss. And I, like, followed so it. I was, like, I was, like, the second follower. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. That's exactly what it was. I was, that's so crazy. I don't even remember that. Okay. It was, it was, like, I had th- posted three posts, right, of these, like, three wines from Brock Sellers. And then, like, then we went to Olivia's parents' house. Um, and we were, like, sitting there sipping on two bottles. And I was, like, taking photos. And then I was, like, okay, I need to tell these girls that I'm, like, like, why am I getting 75 angles of this one <laughs> bottle of wine? <laughs> And yeah, I did. I, I I do I do remember like feeling kind of shy to share it because it wasn't you know I wasn't like I don't think I was planning to share it, but it like happened because obviously the wines were there. Oh my god, that is just crazy. How do you remember? And then these it's so funny because you were like you just said you were kind of shy to share it, and then we immediately like spent like an hour taking photos with you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> like helping like get all the right angles we like yeah, had some yeah, this pickles <laughs> yeah yeah I'm yeah reading the captions of like your early like your earlier post no. and it was like another great light summer red first photo taken by christina Choi, art directed by <laughs> oh, yeah. me made fun of by olivia kim <laughs> <laughs> oh olivia chateau <laughs> chatsworth that's yeah. what you told yeah. me i love that so much so yeah, those so were funny. those were um, early like summer 2020 like pandemic days yeah. when we were like doing outdoor Crazy. picnics and social distancing, but drinking wine. <laughs> and I think like one other thing that I like didn't mention is that because Miss Glue lost, we were able to go and travel to different parts of the world uh, and enjoy wine and learn about wine together. So I think without your interest in wine and your love of drinking good wine, we wouldn't have been able to have the experiences that we were able to have, like going to the Loire Valley or um, going to different uh, wineries in, in Berkeley. So I think that like it's really awesome that we've been able to just join in on the fun of Blue yeah. Gloss in, in this kind of way. Yeah. I mean, I okay, honestly, wow, that was such a, that, that was a sound that I, that exited my body, you know, such a weird way. But what I wanted to say was it's also because like of all of your guys's content creation as well, because like, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like we, all three of us have different things that like we kind of focus on or like feature, but they're all kind of related so it really works out and like I think we enable each other in a good way when we're together (laughs) when we're together um and when we plan trips where we can all find the things that we love and it all kind of works out in a nice way so cheers to that cheers Cheers. and let's go to round two I don't know if it's the wine or if it's because it's uh, past midnight here in New York, but like, wow, I'm just feeling, feeling, feeling the love. <laughs> Let's get a little bit deeper. That trivia was fun, though. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, so 
what has been the best slash worst experience so far in relation to you know creating content so for example for me i think the best thing i mean what we just talked about is amazing so that is also a great thing just like having friends who also create content um i've also met people through creating content so i've made friends mm. via youtube um which is really great um and i think also just when I get messages from people who say that my videos have helped them or that they feel motivated or inspired by things that I share, um, that's always nice. I think worst experience, I mean, to be honest, I don't think I've had like too many bad experiences. I posted a video once where I talked about um, like the reasons that I don't miss London. So it was after I had left grad school, I moved back to the States. I love London, like with all my heart, I would move back there again, like if I ever had the opportunity. Uh, but there are always going to be things that you don't like about a place as well. Like I could say the same for New York and LA. Um, so I made a video where I talked a bit about that kind of stuff about London. And yeah, just the the ignorant and racist like comments that I got on that video was like the first time I ever got like any type of negative um, feedback in that volume. So that was interesting. And then the more people comment, it like shows up more on people's feeds, which is just the way like the YouTube algorithm works. And then it just like starts targeting like the same type of people who would like have the same um, thought processes and stuff. So it was a good lesson in the algorithm. But the good thing about it was that it upped the engagement of that video and I got a lot of views and a lot of AdSense money from it. <laughs> so there's always a bright side to things. One of the things that I love about creating content is that I get to channel my creativity. I'm, I'm very confident that we've all been born with like the... Um, ability to create things and uh, to be able to channel that that gift and that talent into something um, that is Dear Saturdays and my love of food and my love of eating and just exploring uh, and being able to have a channel or like an outlet for that has been really rewarding. Every time I cook a recipe or develop a recipe, um, every time I decorate my apartment or just the whole entire like end-to-end -end process has been really fulfilling for me because it uses different elements of like being able to use my hands and then like to take photos and then to write about it and then to publish it. That whole like journey is very, very fun for me. I, I feel very lucky to be able to have the ability to do something like that. I know that some people don't have time or resources or um, the space to produce uh, or to they don't have the space to channel their creativity in the ways that I have been able to do with Dear Saturdays. So I really appreciate that. The worst experience in relation to creating content has been like the mental war that goes on between um, was this appropriate or is it not? And I think that while we were in the pandemic, I still had this like creative itch to create things, but I felt that it was very inappropriate given all of the like things that are that were going on in the world and um it just felt very inappropriate to uh while there was so much going on in the world that I wanted to cook something and then like put it out in the way that I used to in the past uh just like finding that balance has been the worst experience for me so far because there is real life outside of the content that you put out there and um I think that like that balance has or striking the right balance between the two has been like the worst experience for me for the past few years. Yeah. Dang. I didn't, I didn't mean to like channel it in that direction. Maybe I could change my answer. I don't know. Um, no, I relate no, to I that. Feel like that. Yeah. This is something also that I was like trained to think about when I worked in PR as well is like, mm -hmm. there's like a world event that happens. And so you need to change, like, like, let's say you had a press release that was going out on a certain day to like, announce the launch mm -hmm. of like xyz um but then some like crazy thing happened in the world it's like you gotta like change that approach because yeah it's like what's appropriate like given the things that are happening yeah. in the world but when it comes to like you know creating personal content like it's just so tricky because it's like tied to you as a human but like it's also just like your outlet for creativity and like the world yeah. needs art too like even when there's yeah. crazy shit happening but 
yeah, it's so nuanced, you know? Yeah. I think that was like the hardest part is that like, I didn't want my creative outlet to take up space in like such a critical moment when people were just like a lot of great debate was happening um, or different types of events needed to take up space in like people's feeds. So the draw to put something out into the world feels a little bit more like relaxed now. Um, but I think during the pandemic, it was really, really hard because of just all of the things that we were being bombarded with, like with real life, like hard shit to like process. Um, but anyways, that was, that was my little, um, rant on the worst experience in creating content. Well, a question here would be, what is your favorite recipe? I think my favorite recipe that I always come back to is this takjim. And takjim is these chicken drumsticks that are simmered in this soy mm. um, soy braise with vegetables. And this is something that like my mom used to make all the time when I was younger. And uh, it has just these like really familiar comforting flavors that you pour onto like a warm warm bowl of rice and uh it just feels like a really nice hug to your intestines so i like share that with everyone um and i anytime someone asks me like what is your go-to recipe for your saturdays it's like this tuck team that my mom used to make with like carrots and like root vegetables and it's it's really delicious we told you you can't go to deer saturdays if you're hungry <laughs> yeah damn i made the rookie mistake of asking <laughs> but we have this delicious cheap bowl so all good yes we're nibbling on this dried fish jerky how about you megan let's take a positive <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, um, Megan, what has been like your best and worst experience with creating content for Glue Glue Gloss? I mean, the best is easy. Like, I get to drink this amazing wine, um, and I also get to I get to be critical, like not in a bad way, like to criticize the wine, but more so like I get to kind of be intentional about like what I'm drinking and how I'm feeling when I'm drinking it. And so it kind of creates this space for me. Yeah, I mean, I would also but echo kind of what you were saying, Christine, where like I don't have like my day job is not necessarily, you know, creative or it's not like a creative job. Um, and so when I do things for glue gloss, like it's really fun because I get to kind of bring that out and some, yeah, like basically something that lies kind of dormant for eight hours <laughs> during the day kind of comes out mm -hmm. and um, that's really fun. I mean, I'm really lucky. Like I don't have bad, I didn't have any bad experiences. I think it's more just a hard experience. Well, for one, I'm one person drinking all this wine. <laughs> So it's a so lot of it's hard <laughs> to drink all this wine. <laughs> no, I understand Such what you're saying. So <laughs> your job is to drink no. your uh, your hobby is drinking wine. Like you want to drink more wine and create more content, but yes. like how can you drink all that wine? <laughs> I just, There's a limit. It's just so hard. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. that that's a hard one. And then also like a kind of a hard experience is a lot of the wines that I'm drinking are like these small producers that like you can tell that they put their like sweat, blood and tears into making this wine. And mm. so a lot of the times like I like, let's say I drink a wine and I don't like it because maybe my palate just doesn't fit it or like I was it, what, for whatever reason, like I don't like it. I don't end up sharing and or like I have to I have to think of different ways to like talk about the wine without being too critical because I know that this is like someone's baby right like they like they created yeah. this um and who am I to sit there and say oh this doesn't taste good or this tastes like this or that but I still want to like help feature the wine or like help feature the producer because you know, let's say I learn about this producer or whatever the case may be. 
Um, so I think that's kind of tough, but also because then I'm juggling like the authenticity, right. Of like what I'm sharing. So I wouldn't say that, you know, a wine tastes good when it tastes bad, but maybe like I have to try and find ways to be, be critical without being critical, if that makes sense. Or like be more Um, like objective or like. Exactly. A lot of it too, I think is like, it's not just like the taste of the wine. It's like where you are as well, right? Like who you're with, um, like what experience you're having. And so I, I think that really like shapes the way that something tastes too. And so I think like I was doing a little bit of that where I was like objectively describing the notes in the wine or like the notes in that type of varietal, like grape varietal explaining like the situation, you know, and I was like talking a lot about the producer, but I wasn't necessarily, (laughs) I wasn't necessarily saying, Ooh, this is good or great or juicy or whatever, you know, adjectives that I use. (laughs) Please don't go digging. (laughs) I thought like maybe it would have been like, this wine is briny and salty and very high in acidity and tastes like old socks (laughs) well there was one there was one where when um megan and olivia and i went to joshua tree um for -hmm. like a weekend and we drank like we literally drank like 13 bottles of wine or something you know that was ridiculous yeah but there was one that like tasted really salty and i think like you used like olivia and i like took notes of like some of the wines so that we were like megan's interns um and then one of them we were like it tasted like licking a himalayan salt lamp (laughs) (laughs) so good positive ways to spin it yeah 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 Mm -hmm. are we ready for round tres yeah let's do round three i'm gonna do a little little glue glue a little extra pour I'm going to do a little bit as well. All right. Round three. Tam cha. Cheers. Tam cha. Cheers. All right. So my question for you ladies is how has creating content changed the way you use or view social media? One thing that I've learned is that a lot of what you see is not real life. It's all like something that is planned. Um, it's something that has been thought through and it's not maybe some of like the content creators that you follow, um, or even just like the people in your day-to-day life, like try to replicate like an image of real life, but there is still this curation and like manufacturing of what is real life. So every time I see something, you really don't know what's going on in that person's real life or what goes on behind the scenes. So I think that that's something that you should be aware of as you're con- consuming content is that there is that level of like manicuring real life and um, to be also like gracious to the people who are creating content because most of what you're consuming is free and they are working to put this content out. So even if you feel like being critical or um, judgmental towards people who are creating content, they are taking their time out of their day their lives to put that out into the world and share it with you yeah i feel like people start to feel like they're um like owed things by content creators Mm -hmm. and then like on the point of um like things being like manicured and curated like i've been addicted to tiktok you know since 2020 um but like i am always like like trained now to be like that thing's fake. Like this is a fake video or like the people put out so many yeah. like fake <laughs> things out there. So you have to be really careful because people can make things look very real. It, what even like as far as like deep fakes where like people put like, you know, other people's faces and stuff. It's intense. Yeah. <laughs> or your perception of reality and like what is real life once you start getting into that space where it's like, it looks like it's real life, but it's not. Why am I like seeing such sad <laughs> No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I it's, mean, uh, like it's really good. dark things about social media, but I think that there's also like really great things about it too. So maybe I should start seeing some good things about it. I feel um, like most of it is bad. Like, like do you think so? I mean, well, I I think most mostly it's bad. 
like if you of course if you want to pull the good out of out of it like there's always you know there's like the community aspect there's the connect you know connection to somebody that you maybe would have never connected with because of your you know your physical constraints so there's like some positives in that way but i but i think I mean, I think like even the science, like the data speaks for itself. Like I think most of it is negative, but there is a sense of, I mean, maybe Christina is a little bit different because you are, sometimes you'll like vlog your day, right? Um, So it's like literally, you know, you're in your home and you're sharing what you do, you know, you know, maybe minute by minute or Mm -hmm. hour by hour or, or whatever you choose to capture. And so that's tough. But I think in speaking with the other content, like maybe the content about consulting, um, or like Christine about the food and me about the wine, like it's not, the content isn't like us. What I mean by that is like, it's not like, it's not based on like my personality, if that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. so like when someone leaves a comment about like, oh, that picture was stupid or like, you know, let's just say that that was a comment. It's not about like you, like they're not saying, oh, you're stupid. They're just saying the thing that you created is stupid. (laughs) Whereas like, whereas like I'm thinking about people like, like Emma Chamberlain, right? Who literally how many times we mentioned Emma Chamberlain in our podcast. I know. Which she literally posts. We love. We I, I love this girl. Um, like she literally posts like her like it's just like all her content is about exactly who she is as a human mm-hmm. being. And so when there's a comment, I could imagine it being like, "Oh wait, this person like hates me as a human." Yeah, it's like it's really hard to create content, and it's really hard to put yourself out there. But then it's really easy for someone to hate on you. Dang. Has social media changed your life in like a positive way or like, like when Christina talks about TikTok, she's on fire and we're always laughing and we're always, it's like, there's so much comedic value to the TikToks that Christina, like that is in Christina's feed. So I, I think like, I'm curious in terms of the way that you use social media, has there been like positive effects in your life despite everything has pros and cons, but like, what are some like positives about social media? Yes. I love TikTok. Huge TikTok fan here. Um, (laughs) um, Also, uh, Megan and I both really enjoy Whitney Port's YouTube videos. Um, So yeah, so Whitney Port, AKA, you know, star of the city and she was on the hills. Um, She and her husband, Timmy, do reaction videos and they started out with the city. Then they reacted to all the seasons of the hills and Laguna Beach. Now they're on Siesta Key, which is another MTV reality show. So Um, good. Yeah, but Megan and I love it. Megan introduced um, introduced the series to me, uh, which they started um, in 2020. So yeah, there was like a lot of bad things in 2020, but I think it also inspired people to create things, including glue glue gloss. You know, so that's right. It's it's crazy because the the natural wine scene is pretty small. Like it's like it's big as in it spans like many countries and you know many people know about it at this point and like I'm originally from LA so like in LA it's like the only thing that people drink and whatever but it's still like quite small um the people who create content around it so it's kind of fun to just like be part of a community um in like an odd way like on your phone <laughs> and on your computer um yeah. and like when other people like reshare certain things or repost things or when they reach out and like when they reach out to me when i have you know less than a thousand followers <laughs> um and they want to like send me wine or they want to like partner with me um and like gives me a code or something i'm just like my mind gets blown because i'm such a small what is it like i'm such a small page yeah like it's been really fun kind of meeting people on the internet (laughs) (laughs) um and like kind of being in this in this small little community in the corner of the interwebs so (laughs) that's that's pretty fun. I really, the like best thing that I got out of social media is like 
the fun and cute things that like people of like notoriety will say to people in their lives. And so just to get like a glimpse of what it's like in their world to feel what they feel towards a person. So like one example that comes to mind is like the Obamas, right? Like Michelle and Barack Obama, when they write like anniversary or birthday notes to each other, it's like the cutest thing. And I think that like without social media, we wouldn't have had like a glimpse into the way that they feel about each other or these like throwback photos. And maybe we could have like if they, if I like bought their autobiography, but what they wanted to say to that person in their life at that moment and to be able to like celebrate that moment with them has been one of my favorite things. I'm like a big old sappy person when it comes to like birthday and like um, like anniversary memos. <laughs> oh, what Chris Christina is the historian, but Christine mm-hmm. is the romantic. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and also it's like when Christina like posts about like she's coming up on like a really big anniversary, right? This year. Was it like 10 years with Oh, uh, yeah. In December, we'll have been dating for 10 years. Yeah. 10? Yeah. So it's like when I see these like anniversary notes, I'm like, ah, I can't believe it's been 10 years. I can't believe that, you know, it's this person's birthday. Christina's there at the beginning. I sure was. And thanks to social media. that was a free social media. Well, but thanks to Facebook, we have a photo. We have photos. I'll share those photos. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, another positive thing is I would remember zero people's birthdays. That's if true. it isn't for those Facebook emails. Yeah. <laughs> for like notifications. Like the notification mm-hmm. game is strong mm-hmm. on social media. We're aging ourselves with our references to Facebook. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about MySpace and Zynga? <laughs> Tumblr. Um, what are those? No idea what those are. Well, All right. this was so lovely as always. As always. The wine so was good. delicious, so by the way. Oh. So glue it's glue. dangerous. Very, Thank very you, glue glue. Glue. Yeah, it's a Monday night that we're recording this. <laughs> and it's like one in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah, you guys, it's so late for you guys. It's only 10 for me. Alright, well. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. At one in the morning, we're drinking <laughs> wine. Talking about our feelings about social media. And speaking of social media, follow us at Samcha Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Go to samchapodcast.com. Email us, samchapodcast at gmail.com. We are all over the internet. So, I mean, well, not all over. You're we all know. over social media. Find us. <laughs> but we'll try to keep it as real as possible. And, um, it's good. It's a good way to keep in touch with you, whoever is listening out there. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.